You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I want to talk about um, getting a promise from God, like I said before. And, and you know, it, the most beautiful thing is when you get a promise from God. When, when you feel that God speaks a word to you that's very personal. And like I said before, many of you have gotten a word from God. You've been prophesied over, or you have just felt like God has spoken to you about something. And Abraham, he was a man who got a promise from God. Uh, Abraham, God told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. God told Abraham that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky and, and as numerous as the sand on the seashore. And if you've ever stood on the seashore or you've played in the sand, you know that it is impossible to count the grains of sand. And that's how numerous God had told Abraham that his descendants would be. Problem was that when he gave Abraham that that promise, Abraham was really old. (laughs) He was almost 100. And his wife, Sarah, she was pretty old herself, and she was barren. She had never been able to conceive. So, I mean, that's quite a bit of a problem. But, but, you know, nothing is impossible with God. And, And Abraham was a man of faith. The Bible even calls him the father of faith. And so when God gives Abraham this promise, Abraham believes it. He just receives it. And, um, and I want to share with, um, with you from Romans 4, 8, 18 through 22. And it talks, here the Apostle Paul is talking about Abraham. And he's talking about the faith that Abraham has. And it says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. So I want to read that just that little bit again. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. She was like 90, guys, like... (laughs) If anything is impossible, that's pretty impossible. And then it goes on to say, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded. And in another translation, it says that he was convinced that that God had the power to do what he promised. So um, I love Abraham. He was such a man of faith. He was like a faith powerhouse. And so God gives him this promise, and he's already really old. And then you'd think that God would hurry up and just, like, fulfill the promise. But that doesn't even happen. You know, if I was God, I'd be like, okay, I better get this done because, you know, time is running out. But God isn't like that. God still makes Abraham wait. But I think that in the waiting, God is always developing us. In the waiting, God is always processing us. He's doing stuff in us. And Abraham waited on God, and he saw the fulfillment of that promise. 
And, um, and what I love about Abraham is that the Bible says that he didn't waver. And, and I think that all of us have wavered at some time, you know? And to waver means that, that one day you're full of faith and you're excited and you're believing the promise. And the next day or the next second, you're like, I, I don't think this is going to happen, you know? To waver means that, that you're believing God and then you decide, you know, what? Well, maybe this wasn't a word from God. Maybe actually this wasn't a promise God gave me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just a desire that I have. That's what it means to waver. But the Bible says that Abraham didn't waver. He was fully persuaded. Isn't that like, that's such a cool statement. He was fully persuaded. He was convinced that God would do what he said he would do. And I want to share a personal story with you. Um, on December 15th, no, I'm sorry, on December 30th, 31st, let me get my thoughts together. On December 31st of 2015, uh, Rudy and I went to a New Year's Eve party at our Baboa campus. And it was such a, a beautiful night. It was faith-filled. The worship was beautiful. And the presence of God was so strong. And as usual, Pastor Jurgen preached an incredible message. And towards the end of the message, Pastor Jurgen shared a word. He said that God had spoken to him. And people who were believing to buy a house were going to be able to buy a house in 2016. And when Pastor Jurgen gave that word, immediately I knew that word was for Rudy and for me. So we had gone through a foreclosure years before when everything, you know how the economy was like around 2007, 2008. Well, we had gone through a foreclosure and we had been renting for a few years. And, um, and so my heart's desire was that we would own our own home again. That was something that I had prayed over. That was something that I had such a hope and a dream about. So when Pastor Jurgen gave that word, I was like, that's the word for, for me and Rudy. I was like, that's for us. And I turned to Rudy and I said, hey, let's, let, let's go to the front. Pastor Jurgen said, come to the front. Anyone who believes that word is, is for you, come to the front. We're going to pray. And Rudy was like, no. <laughs> Rudy turned to me and he was like, you know, that's not in our possibilities, not this next year. He was like, that, that isn't going to happen. He was like, stop it, you know. And, and, I, and I was like, I was like, you know, that I know that word is for us. I said, come on. And he was like, no. And so I did what any good wife would do, and I grabbed him by the arm. <laughs> And I dragged him to the front. And, and, um, and then Pastor Jurgen prayed for us. He prayed for everybody that was believing for a house. And it was, it was really awesome. It was, it was really powerful. God dropped that word into my spirit. And I received it. And, and I was going to run with that word. And... So January and February and March rolls around, and I'm praying over this word. I'm declaring this word. I'm telling people about it. I'm, I'm believing it. You know, I'm, I'm praying it. And, um, and then once in a while, I'd have the conversation with Rudy, and I'd say, you know, our home that we're going to buy this year. And he would be like, look, don't get your hopes up. 
He was like, <laughs> he would tell me, I don't want you to be disappointed. It's not gonna happen this year. And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> Nothing was going to deter me because I, I believed with all my heart that that was a word that God had spoken to me. And so, you know, weeks would go by and I'd bring it up again and Rudy would say, um, don't, he would say, that is not going to happen. <laughs> and, but, but you know what? It's not that Rudy is not a man of faith. He is. Rudy is a man of faith. The thing is, is that I was carrying the promise. God gave me the promise and I was carrying that promise. Sometimes it's up to us, girls. Sometimes it's up to us. <laughs> so I was carrying that promise and I was guarding it and I was believing it. And, um, and then, so a few months go by, now it's like towards the end of the summer. And um, how many of you know that the Bible says faith without works is dead? Yeah. Well, let me put it simpler to you, okay? Faith demands action. Faith, faith demands that we take action. So I decided to call a friend of mine, Gabi. She's a sweet friend. I love her, and she's a realtor. And I said, Gabi, I said, we're getting ready to buy a home. <laughs> and so I said, could you take me, you know, to see some houses? And, um, and so she was, you know, great about it. She loved it. She would take me to see houses. And Rudy was such a good sport. Like, he would just let me do my thing. He thought I was a little crazy. He was like, I'm certain that it's not going to be this year, but, you know, do your thing. And then occasionally I would call him from a house that I liked, and I'd say, you know, this is the address, come check it out. And he would show up. Like, he was such a sweetheart. <laughs> and, um, but still, he'd be like, you know, just remember that, you know, it, it might not even happen next year. It might be in two years. And I, and I would be like, yeah. But... Um, so then, like around September, end of September, October, we're driving by, um, we're driving by here in Eastlake, a uh, woods drive, and, um, and we see a house that's uh, for sale. And by this time, I was being really specific with my prayers. I was telling God that I wanted a one-story house with a really nice backyard, but not too big because I didn't want a lot of maintenance. And I didn't want it to have a pool, even though Rudy did want a pool. But I didn't want to have a pool because we were having grandchildren. And I didn't want to worry about the safety issues. So I was really specific. I was praying. And we drove by this house, and it was a one-story, and it was for sale. So again, I call my, my realtor friend, and I'm like, hey, there's a house. I give her the address. Can we see it? And she said, oh, no. She said, um, that house has already been sold. It's in escrow. So I was like, okay, no problem. Next, you know, what, what house am I going to see? And just a few weeks later, she calls me back, and she says, hey, that house that you wanted to see, it fell out of escrow. Do you still want to see it? And I said, yes, of course. And Rudy and I showed up to see the house. I think it was the first house that we actually went together to see. Because, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't, <laughs> 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 he, 
he was iffy. He was still iffy at this time. But so we show up, and as soon as we walk in, like first we see a courtyard, and it's beautiful, and we walk into the house, and we both know that this is the house. We both know like this house is perfect for us. And I'm telling you, God is so good because I could not have picked out a better house for us. The design of it, the finishes, everything. Like if I would have picked it out, it would have been that. I just didn't know it, you know. Um, so God had that house for us and now Rudy was on board. He was, yeah. So Rudy now is believing with me and we're praying together and he asks our realtor, um, hey, what do I need to do? She sends us to a lender and, um, and to our joy and amazement, we got approved right away. We had really great credit. We had fixed up all our credit issues and we had good credit um, and they gave us like a four and a half percent like rate on the loan and we were like, no, I think we could get it you know, a better rate. So then we went to another lender and we did, we got another, we got a better rate. And then our, le this lender said, you don't have to put 20%, you can put 10% down. I guess usually you put 20% on a house, but he said, you only have to put 10%, which really didn't matter because we didn't have either. We, we, <laughs> we didn't have 10% or 20%. So it didn't matter. And, but now Rudy and I are both praying together and we're believing together and we're thanking God because like we believe this is gonna happen. Well, God is so good that in that season, in the weeks leading up to um, having to put the down payment, Rudy's sales just went through the roof and he got all these commissions and now we had our down payment. Yes. Woo, woo, thank you, Lord. And, um, and so on December 16th of 2016, they gave us the keys to our house. And I think we have a picture of Rudy and I. <laughs> and I wanted to show you this picture because look at our faces. Look at my face. <laughs> I want you to know that this wasn't just like us getting our dream home, which, which it was. We were getting our dream home. This was us getting the fulfillment of a promise. Yes, praise God. This was the fulfillment of a word that almost a year before God had given us. And, and then I wanna show you a picture of our home because why not? <laughs> but you know, there are, there are certain things that I did that I want to share with you. Um, because how do we transition from just getting a promise, just getting a word? How, how do we transition to receiving it? How do we transition to, being, to it being a reality? Well, number one, be in an atmosphere of faith. Even to get a word from God, be in an atmosphere of faith. I was always, every week, every time the church was open, Rudy and I were in the house of God. And, and, and after I got that promise from God, it wasn't like every week, the, you know, the pastor was 
preaching about the promise, but every week they were preaching faith. And every week my faith was stirred. My faith was renewed. So be in an atmosphere of faith because number one, you never know when you're going to get a word like we did. We weren't expecting that. And number two, if you already have that word, it just, it just reminds you that, that you have a promise. And then... And then number two, guard your promise. I guarded that promise in my heart. It didn't matter what anybody said. It, pretty. <laughs> it didn't matter that it looked impossible. Honestly, it looked impossible. We had gone through a foreclosure. We didn't even know if we'd be approved for a loan. We didn't have a down payment, zero. We didn't have a down payment. It looked like it was an impossibility. But I, I got a word from God, and I was guarding it. And the way I was guarding it was that I was praying over it, and I was thanking God for it. And I wasn't letting any doubt come in. I wasn't letting any fear. I wasn't like, maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. I just believed and then um, I got really specific, like I told you. I got really specific. I prayed over it, and I, and I visualized it in my mind. What was it going to look like? What was that dream uh, going to look like? And so I started praying like it was a one story. It, it had a great backyard and all those things. Be specific because God knows what's in your heart. And then just wait on God. Just wait on God. But, but the way we wait on God is not just by folding our arms and sitting and just waiting for it to happen. That's not the way you wait on God. To wait on God means that you believe, that you continually remind yourself of the promise. To wait on God is, is about having an active faith. It's about moving like I did. It's about taking a step of faith like I did that I called a realtor. I told her, we're getting ready to buy a house. You know, it's, it's, it's doing the things that, that are going to bring you closer to your miracle. Every one of you has a dream. Every one of you guys has a hope. Maybe your hope is the same as mine was. Maybe you're hoping for a home. Maybe you're believing God for a home. Or maybe your hope is that your family is healthy and thriving and your home life is full of joy and full of peace. Maybe your dream is for a business opportunity. I don't know what your dream is. Maybe your dream is that you can find your spouse here in the house of God. You know, whatever your dream is, whatever your hope is. And let me tell you, maybe you're new here. Maybe you're new to church and you're like, I've never gotten a word from God like that. Maybe you're thinking like, I don't have a promise from God. But you know what? Tonight, you're going to get a promise from God. I believe that tonight, you're going to get a promise from God. And, and it might start out as just a hope, just as a desire. Mine started out that way. It was a desire for a home. And then I had the hope and then I had the dream. And then I saw it become reality. So um, let me check my notes because I've... <laughs> um, so I believe that God's going to give birth to some dreams right now. And he's going to resurrect 
some old dreams, some past dreams. Um, before going into a time of ministry, I, I have a couple of people that I believe that I have a word for. Today, when I was praying over my message and just studying and, and just in a time with God, I, I got a word for some people and I, Jim and Kelly, I, I was just praying and all of a sudden um, the Lord just brought you to my mind. And I felt God say that you've been in a time of rest and refreshing. And, and even though you've been in a time of rest and refreshing, God is just pouring in some things into you. And He's been developing you all this time. And I believe from God that you're going to get ready to get a little bit uncomfortable. But it's going to be good. It's going to be that good kind of uncomfortable where you're like uneasy because you know that God's about to do something. I really believe that God is getting ready to just show you the great things that He has for you. I believe that even in business, I heard God say that He's going to help you to take some risks where maybe before you would kind of hold back, He's going to give you faith, Jim, to go for it, to take some risks. And, and I heard from the Lord that He has thoroughly equipped you and you're about to step into something. God's gonna enlarge your territory. He's enlarging your tent. He's enlarging your tent pegs. And I can't wait to see it. And then I got a word for Lilia and for Ryan Branco. Woo! And I just saw God showed me that your business is actually a ministry. And, and, and God showed me that both of you are evangelists and you love to share the word of God with people. And God showed me that, that you have faith to believe when people don't have faith. God showed me that you're a man like Abraham. You, you have a relationship with God. You hear from him and you have faith. And I believe that both of you have the faith to usher in promises, that you have the faith to tell people you can have a house, you can own a house. And then another thing that I felt God tell me about you is that you're not supposed to be under anybody else's name. I don't know if like you're under Coldwell Banker or this or that, but God, I felt God say that you're supposed to have your own name. And, and God told me that, I feel God told me that you're gonna have the best people under you. God's gonna bring incredible people to be under you, to learn from you and to, and to work with you. You're gonna have the best people. Get ready because God is about to do something awesome. And then I have a word for Lupita and for for um, Cristian Franco, but I don't see them, but I'm, there they are, there's Lupita, yay. Okay, I didn't see her. Um, I wanted to tell you Lupita and Cristian, I wanted to say that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And you have diligently sought the Lord and He's gonna reward you. You've been faithful even through the ups and downs. You've been faithful through hard things and through circumstances that, that have not been uh, so favorable. But God is a rewarder. 
And then I was like, well, God, I felt like, God, how are you going to reward them? And, and I felt God say, tell them to, to tell me what the reward should look like. God, amen. God is actually telling you, Christian and Lupita, tell me, ask me, how do you want to be rewarded? What is it going to look like? That's what he wants. And then God reminded me, Christian, that a few years ago, I gave you a word. I don't know if you remember. And the word was about tenacity, about having a faith that is tenacious. And I told you that you were going through some things because God was building some tenacity in you. And, and you know what? You have that. You have that now, and so now is the time. You're gonna begin stepping into things, and one thing is gonna happen, and then another, and another, and another. And I believe that it's for your personal life, and your marriage, but also in your finances. God has things for you, a business, and I'm so excited for you. You guys, God is so good. He's so personal like that. God is so beautiful. I wanna pray for three different groups of people. First, I wanna pray for people who believe that they've never heard from God. They, they believe that they've never heard a word from God. So if you're here tonight and you've never received a promise, if you're here and you, you've never received a word of prophecy, I want you to, to stand up. I want you to, to have faith and stand up because God, thank you, God is gonna birth some stuff tonight. So if anybody else, if you wanna hear from God tonight, if you want him to give you a promise that just, that's just for you, at least raise your hand, okay? I'm gonna pray, thank you, thank you, I'm gonna pray. Let's pray, help me pray, church. Father, I just thank you that you are a God of promises and you are a promise keeper, God. I thank you, God, that you are so good. You are faithful. You are so wonderful, God. I thank you for your loving kindnesses to us, Lord God. Father, I pray that tonight, Father in heaven, the people, Father, that have raised their hands as an act of faith, Lord God, I pray that they will receive a word, Lord God. I pray that even now, Father, you would spark a hope, a dream, Father in heaven, in their heart, Lord God. I pray that they would believe you for big things, God. I pray that they would believe you for the impossible, Lord God. And I thank you, Father, I thank you that you are not a man that you should lie, God. And I thank you that you will do what you say you will do, Lord God. Birth in your people, Lord God, a dream and a vision, Lord God. And let them see it come to pass, Lord God. Let them have a testimony, a story to share, Lord God, of your faithfulness and your goodness and your power, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and I want to pray now for people who have received a word from God. 
people who have been prophesied over, but they haven't seen it yet. They haven't seen the reality of it. So if that's you, if at some point God gave you a word or you're believing for something, but you haven't seen it yet, I'm asking you to take a stand right now. Praise God. Yeah, I'm believing that marriages are gonna be restored. I'm believing that families are gonna be restored. I'm believing that people are gonna get their dream house just like I did. I'm believing that homes are gonna be filled with the love of God and there's gonna be harmony where there's been strife and where there's been fighting. I believe, I believe, I believe. So let's pray. I'm gonna pray and I'm declaring right now and I'm prophesying that 2021 is a year of fulfillment. 2021 is a year of fulfillment. So let me pray. Father, you know the desires of your heart, of the people of, uh, of God, Lord God. You know, Father in heaven, that there are so many carrying a dream, Lord God. There are so many, Lord God, that are carrying a word from God. And maybe they had forgotten it, Lord God. Maybe they had laid it down and believed that it wasn't going to happen. But Father, I thank you, God. Father, I thank you that you're telling them, I will work, I will act, I will do what I said I would do. Father, I pray that you would begin moving in a powerful way, that things would begin coming together, that things would begin aligning, Lord God. And I pray, Father in heaven, that this year, Lord God, that promise, that word would be fulfilled, Father in heaven. And I thank you for it, Lord God. I thank you, Father in heaven, that your people, Father in heaven, will see you move miraculously, powerfully, Lord God. I thank you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.